Is your business stuck? Tired of leaving money on the table? Are you ready to take it to the next level? Join us as we dive deep into the small business secrets successful entrepreneurs are implementing to see massive results. This is the Business Growth Hacks Podcast, presented by Beefy Marketing. Here's your host, Andrew Brockenbush. What's going on, everybody? How Welcome back. Welcome back. What's going on, John? Oh, you know, just back here in video world, rocking and rolling. Nice, man. I'm super excited to be back in the studio. Oh, yeah. Dropping another set of business growth hacks to help those business owners out there who are looking to just like step it up a notch. Oh, yeah. So I've got to start by kicking this thing off with a little icebreaker, okay? I've got a question for you. What entrepreneurial tricks have you discovered that help you stay focused, help you be more productive, especially based on the fact that our schedules are stupid busy? Yeah. One of the tricks that I do, I uh, give myself deadlines like I would if I was my own client. And that helps me just kind of get some structure to my day. And you know, as well as implementing a few tools for planners as well at this point. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, we came across a new app a couple weeks ago. That's what I was thinking of. Friday. If you guys have not checked out this program, it is friday.app. And it is a tool that does a lot of things, but probably our favorite feature is the agenda component. The planner. It allows, yeah, the planner. That's what they call it, right? The planner. Mm -hmm. Where you can kind of keep up with your tasks and it integrates with some of the most popular task apps out there like Todoist and I think even Asana and some of those other apps. Oh, yeah. But also, it just allows for kind of a bird's eye view of like what you have to accomplish for the day. Right. And for me, that's been a game changer because sometimes like there's just things everywhere. I've got stuff in an email and stuff on a piece of paper and stuff in Todoist and stuff on a note. Like, Uh, yeah, no, I got notepads and stickies. What the frick? You know, how do you you keep up with all this? Yeah, the first page of a notebook, the last page of a notebook, and you got to put it all together. And so, yeah, it was really nice to find this planner app and have somewhere where everything could be centralized and I can at least. Even if I don't get to everything, because I used to be afraid to start a plan for the day, if you will, because yeah. I was going to make a plan that there's no way humanly possible. Just not going to get through it all. I could even do in a day, but me being me, I want to bite off more than I can do anyway. Oh, yeah. yeah. But I find that you stay on task better, even if you set that list that's outside of what you can accomplish in a day. At least you got stuff on the radar and you may make smaller victories in some areas, but yeah. it keeps you moving forward. Absolutely. Yeah. And Friday, one of the cool things I've loved about the app is like, each new day when I start my day, it'll say, hey, there's four things you didn't get accomplished yesterday. yesterday yeah. <laughs> Would you like to move it to today? And that's awesome because it kind of like reminds me like, oh, yeah, I wanted oh, to do yeah. those. Mm-hmm. It also kind of just helps me kind of reprioritize like what's the most important things to accomplish now right. versus later? What can wait? I think that that's the big thing. We, we talked about this before, but like our one of our clients, Matt Miller, he says, if you haven't written your goals down, are they really goals? Right. And so I think that just writing down the things you want to accomplish, even like you said, even if they do feel like they might be unattainable in that day, at least you have them written down, they're documented, and you can say, okay, I'm going to work through this list as quickly as I can. Right. Right. There's another principle out there called like the big three. Like what are the Mm -hmm. big three items that you'd really like to get done today? Right. And that's another approach you can take. Right. Because obviously if you didn't finish something yesterday, that might be a good thing to indicate that you need to put on your big three for today because if it's leftovers, then you might need to start there. Exactly. So I think that just anything you can do that will just improve your efficiency and productivity, whether it's softwares or journaling, whatever it is, 
it's yeah. going to help. Even to some extent, the sticky note system yeah. is a way of doing it. This The planner that we got, the new Friday app, it kind of puts it all in one generalized. One yes. And that's what makes it the best. Absolutely. So if you guys want to check that out, we are no way sponsored or endorsed no, by them. I just really like it. The team over there is really nice. Their software is incredible. So definitely check that out. We have got an awesome topic today. A topic that I'd say... A lot of folks out there have heard of the acronym, but they don't necessarily know what this means. SEO is one of those scary topics. What is SEO? How important is SEO? I want to start with a kind of a, a yeah. <laughs> I want to start with a crazy statistic. Okay. All right. This statistic comes from Bright Edge. It was a report done in 2019. It says SEO drives 1,000% more traffic than organic social media. Wow. Now, don't get me wrong. Like we could have this debate here, how important social media is, blah, blah, blah. You're right. Social media is important. So is social media. So is your website. So are paid advertising. A well-rounded marketing strategy is obviously key. But this statistic is impressive because it says that SEO drives a thousand percent more traffic than organic social media, which makes me go, hmm, if I have a $1,200 a month to spend on something in my business that will help move the needle... And maybe I should consider SEO before social media. Hmm. Right? I wouldn't have thought that before you pulling out that thought, actually. Because a lot of people immediately go to social media. Well, yeah, because it's so influential. It's influential, mm-hmm. right? Everyone to say, oh, well, I'm not on Facebook or I'm not doing Instagram stories or TikTok right. or whatever the latest social media platform is that month. Right. right? And again, you're absolutely right. If you can do those things, do it. Oh, yeah. But when it comes to spending marketing dollars... You've got to decide where to put those, where your efforts best utilized. And so one thing that's kind of crazy too is that most people are spending thousands of dollars on paid advertising every month, Wow! but most people aren't even considering SEO. So there's like two extremes there. That's right. Yeah. Hmm. It's either like, let's do social media because that's the thing that's influential. Right. Yeah. That's or let's put all of our money towards paid ads because that's the thing that like is instant gratification. And that makes us look like a real company. That's right. Thing. Exactly. We're like legit, mm-hmm. but people don't think about SEO. So I want to kind of pose the question to you and I think I already know the answer here, but do you know what the word SEO means? I know what the letters stand for. All right. Tell us. <laughs> Search engine optimization. Boom. He's got it. Winner, winner. <laughs> Chicken dinner. Now, what does that mean exactly? Yeah, so search engine optimization, (laughs) basically a method for getting more traffic to your website. Okay, Uh, But unlike paid advertisements, SEO is going to help your website rank organically. So it's not quite like Google keywords, but somewhere in that vein. That's exactly right. So here's kind of the thing that I think is pretty funny. 71% of people will look past the first page of Google. They will not look at the top. I think you and I are the same, but like when I Google a keyword, you know, like, I don't know, hair salon in in my city, I don't ever choose the featured posts at the top. No, I want to say that I don't either because I usually feel like those are paid advertisements to me. That's right. Being in marketing, I really feel like I need to be up above. You're like, I can't. I'm too good for paid ads. (laughs) I can spot a clickbait ad from a mile away. You're not getting me. (laughs) That's great. Yeah. You're like, I'm not, I'm not. So I think it's partially just rebel attitude a little yeah, bit, a little bit yeah. clicking on but, but I don't think that that's I think if we were to interview most people out there they would agree that most people go with the first position keyword yeah, right whoever's up there yeah and so I think that that's actually pretty cool is that 
70% of the traffic goes to the person in the first spot. Well, yeah, you're probably right about that. So 70% of the traffic. So let's just say a thousand visitors are searching for medical spas in Houston. 70% mm -hmm. of those people, 700 people going are going to go to the person one. who's in that first spot on Google organically. Yeah, you're right about that. I'm definitely not as a searcher. I'm not scrolling 10 pages in no. to find you. Nope. Even if I personally met you and talked to you about your business, yep. if I Google that medical spa and I find one, probably going to go with that one. Probably going with and that one. And you might one. click the first few links, but you're definitely not yeah. going three or I four might, pages I deep. I might look for you if I personally have met you. Yeah. But yeah, I've, at that point, going pages deep, you no, nah, that ain't happening. That's exactly right. It's, and so it's, it almost makes you wonder why they even. Why like why even bother? Why even bother? Yeah. There should only just be one page of results. <laughs> yeah. If you're not on the first page, sorry about you. Yeah. You know what? It's funny that we say that though, because I think that that's the truth. Yeah. It doesn't matter if Google's actually doing it or not. It's already happening. Yeah. Yeah. You can go 30 pages deep, but when's the last time you did that? I couldn't ever. tell you ever. Right. Ever. First website I made trying to figure out where it was right. ranking. Where, like, exactly. Yeah. So it's like, if you're not on the first page of Google, at the very least, the first few pages of Google, you're likely not going to be the person people are going to choose. And I would argue that if you're not on the first page of Google, you're not an option that people are considering unless they know you. You wouldn't be considered a legit company, I would yeah. say, as far as that search in, query exactly, is in that concerned. Search query. Yeah. yeah. And so basically, I think what I'd like to get to today is I want to talk a little bit about SEO. We'll talk about some keywords that I think people should know. Basically, the things that people should consider. And at the end of the day, why maybe you should take SEO seriously, why you should consider SEO as a part of your overall marketing strategy. I guess I should start by saying, if you need instant gratification, if you need results today, absolutely go paid advertising. If you've got the yeah. budget to do it, if you can compete with your competitors and you can afford to do it, sure, do it. Yeah, you're going to get the results that you want a lot quicker. But keep in mind, it's pay to play. What does that mean? When they stop spending that money, it's not, you're not showing up anymore. Pump another quarter in to play another That's round. Right. Right? Like, yeah. You're done. Like, cool. I got 50 leads, but then I stopped paying for it. Well, the leads went away. And the leads went away. And right? you're not going to organically get them once they... Yeah. Once you're done, you're done. Yeah. Whereas the people that have spent the time, the effort, the energy investing in search engine optimization, SEO, and they've ranked themselves organically, well, now all of a sudden... When you're on the first page of Google, typically those results stay intact. Oh, yeah. You're going to stay in that top spot unless right. someone comes along that's willing to invest more than you in SEO or they just hit it harder than you, which that happens, right? It does. But I think that overall, most companies, most business owners are not even thinking about SEO or they've heard it and been like, uh, yeah. It's another buzzword. Yeah. Like I've, it's another one of those things, or, you know, especially with internet web promotion, man, like. There's yeah. all kinds of avenues for it. And sure. it's really hard to filter through the fog. The noise, yeah. What is legitimate here? What is actually going to benefit me? Yeah. And that's the other problem thing too. You can find four different legitimate sources, but each one of them does something different that's for right. you. And it all comes down to what specifically goals you have set for your yep. company and where you want views or clicks or what you're looking for. Yeah. yeah. I think that you just have to know that, yes, again, like I said earlier, you need a well-rounded marketing strategy. Right. And that covers a variety of things, social oh, media, yeah. paid advertising, SEO. But again, let's jump into some of these SEO terms. Let's talk about SEO. Let's break it down for people. Okay. How about we kick it off with the fun word? The fun word. Algorithms. Algorithm. So algorithms, what, what do you think about when you think of an algorithm? Honestly, the first thing that comes to mind is how to solve a Rubik's Cube. Yep. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that is the first thing that I think of when I hear algorithm. And then I think 
really complicated talk for a formula. Yeah, it sounds it really like it sounds like super yeah. scary, right? Yeah, uh, I feel like nowadays the word algorithm is typically talked about when you're talking about social media. Yeah, it's like what it you displays. have to do this to fool the algorithm, and you have right. to do that to make the algorithm work in your favor. At the end of the day, an algorithm is a set of rules, a system that helps you solve a problem. Right, right. Google uses this algorithm. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, to determine how they're going to evaluate your web pages, your website, right, and most importantly, how they're going to actually rank your keywords, right. And so we don't need to spend a lot of time on this, other than knowing that that algorithm is going to change. It's going to evolve. It constantly is, right. Oh yeah. And so you have to stay up to date with all of that, right. And, and you can do it. You can work with an agency who's done the legwork for you, whatever. But the algorithm is changing, right. So. What comes to mind for me whenever I think about the algorithm is that when I talk to people about SEO, a lot of times people are scared to spend money on SEO because they did it a long time ago. Gotcha. And there's and this like can... phrase called blacklisted where people who went and paid this international company to do a bunch of SEO work for them right. and ended up getting them a bunch of bad links uh-huh. and they were blacklisted, meaning their domain was essentially punished. Because it had so many... Because it was a bunch of spammy stuff. Right, yeah. And in consequences, websites that were ranking high lost it all. Well, there was that weird time a few years back where marketing kind of went spammy. Oh, Yeah. Uh, a lot of the techniques went spammy Very and then much so. it annoyed people more than it was profitable or turned over results. Yeah. And so things have changed again. And so, yeah, I see why if you had spent a bunch of money on a good SEO campaign five to 10 years ago, I could see why you would be hesitant to want to do that again because yeah. I've already done that. And it's scary. But you might need to because depending on what you did before, yeah, everything might be different. That's now. right. And what better way than to start over by starting over and doing it right and learning and finding the resources right. that you need to just like the cool thing about Google is that they still are just following the algorithm. Right. If you follow the rules of the algorithm, if you mm-hmm. learn the system, if you learn Damn. how you can solve the problem, yeah, then you can take advantage of that. You can solve the problem, right? You can be on the first page of Google for your keyword. And so back in the day, it was all about keyword stuffing, right? Like you probably Mm -hmm. remember that. Oh, I remember. If you wanted to rank for... Meta tags, 10 pages long. Exactly, right? Like (laughs) every single page, if you wanted to be like a, I don't know, plumber, you'd put plumber in every other sentence. Oh yeah, exactly. Plumber in Tomball, plumber in Houston, plumber that plumbs. Plumber around here, (laughs) everywhere that I can possibly... I'm a plumber who plums plums. You know, for plum purposes, plum purposes, I'm, I'm plum looking for work. <laughs> That's right. So like you would use plumbing everywhere. Oh yeah. And Google's evolved their algorithm and said, Hey, wait a second. Just because you stuff yeah. this keyword in here doesn't mean that this is, that you're the best at this thing. Right. Or that you are the, actually a the authority, yeah. right? Like, and so that kind of takes me like into one of the next big keywords, which is backlinks. Mm. Ah, yes. Right. Backlinks have always been a big deal. I think always. people have kind of heard the word backlink before. Oh, yeah. Again, backlinks were back in the day, one of those things that people were getting in trouble with because they were just getting a bunch of bad, bad links. Well, they would have those directory sites that were nothing but links. It was literally just links. And so, yeah, Google started reading those as basically spam. Yeah, they said, hey, this isn't actually... There's no content here. That's right. It's just a bunch of random links. How is this helpful? Yeah. And so Google's algorithm adjusted to say, you know what, let's look for quality links. Right. And so each domain has actually got what's called a domain score. They rate your domain... And when you get a backlink from a higher authority domain, that's kind of like 
I don't know if this is the right word to use, but it's like more juice. <laughs> it's mm, like it's like a kudos of sorts. Yeah, it's like oh, this domain is a a gold star. prestigious university. Yeah. Their domain has a very high ranking, and they linked back to your website. Mm-hmm. That's like getting a like you said, like a kudos from someone who's like high profile. Right. That looks good, right? So backlinks, obviously, we're talking a lot about them, but we we didn't really tell you what they are. Right. Backlinks also known as inbound links, are links that are published elsewhere on the web, someone else's website, that link back to you, one of your web pages on your site. Right. If you ever want to rank on Google, backlinks are key. It is one of the most vital parts of a good SEO strategy. Well, one of the new things with the internet, I say new, but it's... The new things. One of the new things. They're all new things, right? It changes every (laughs) day day. and we can all go on there and change what we're doing on there every day. But I guess one of the newer things that I've noticed is that if you want your site to seem to be legit, if you actually are an authority on something, then other people will reference you. Yep. And that reference, that social aspect of it is that network, which is what it is. And I think if you're actually networking, like actually have links with other organizations coming back to you and you back to them type thing, it's only adding more validity to who you are. Yeah. And it's only natural connection, which is what I think we're looking for more now rather than just a computer generated this, that, or the other. We want to know that there's actual a personal touch in it. That's exactly right. We've realized AI, we've realized these things work, they can do things, but now we kind of want that personal touch still in it. Yeah. Yeah. I think that just backlinks as a whole are very important. But the quality of backlinks right. are more important now than they ever. They can't be to random yeah. stuff. I know there's like a lot of, for those of you out there that have heard of Fiverr, you can go to Fiverr and there's a lot of great creators out there who sell great services. And we use Fiverr a lot here at Beefy. But there's a lot of people out there that are still selling garbage. Right. Right. Like, hey, for $75, I'm going to get you a thousand backlinks. Right. Hey, red flag. What does that even mean? Like, are those thousand backlinks quality? Mm-hmm. Are they the right types of traffic being driven back to your right. site? Yeah. Is Google actually going to look at that and say, oh, wow, this makes sense. Like the way that these dots connect actually right. makes sense, right? Which I think is a perfect transition in talking about CTRs or click-through rates, right? Oh, yeah. If you have a bad CTR, mm-hmm. Google's not ranking you high on Google. Probably right? not. I mean, people are obviously just going to your site to get to another one, yeah. so you're basically a middleman for Google at so, that point. So that click-through rate, it refers to a variety of things, but really it's like when someone clicks on that phrase or keyword in the search results, or mm-hmm. it also correlates with paid advertising. When someone goes to your website, are they clicking through your site or are they immediately leaving? Right. right. That's so important because the way Google sees that is if I rank for the keyword, I'm going to just use plumbers again. If I rank for the mm-hmm. keyword plumbers, then you get to my website and all my website talks about is HVAC. Mm-hmm. Why was I ranking that in the first place could for be really confusing? And so, so what's going to happen naturally is the click through rate is going to be low. Right. Someone's going to go to that keyword. They're going to get to an HVAC site, and they're going to say, "This is not what I came for," right. and they're going to leave, mm-hmm. which is what's called a bounce rate. Right. Right. Yeah. The bounce rate is the percentage of people that come to your website and before they ever visit one more page, they go. They immediately bounce. They bounce. They bounce. <laughs> A high bounce rate is bad, not good. Mm-hmm. Okay. So those of you out there, if you're pulled up your Google analytics and you're looking at something and it says bounce rate, yeah. if that number is over 60%, 50, 60%, you have some work to do. Yeah. Because people aren't using your website. Effectively. That's right. And there's a lot of things you now that's a whole nother conversation about oh, how you can get that bounce sure. rate lower, yeah. but really it typically most of the time is a content issue. It means that right. what someone found you from the keyword that they found you by mm-hmm. 
did not align with what was on your website. Right. So right. there you're going to have that higher click. You're going to have a, yeah, you're going to have a higher bounce, a higher bounce rate. You're going to have a poor click through rate. You're not gonna have enough people that are actually visiting multiple pages on your site. And what's going to happen? Google's going to look at all that data, mm -hmm. piece it together as a part of that big algorithm and say, right. Well, they ranked for this keyword, but when they got here, they didn't stay around. So it must have really not been the best place for them to find information about this topic. You're right. And if you start getting pushed out on that one keyword, if that's your main keyword, then there goes your whole internet. Oh, yeah. Find it. And no one's finding you now. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. If there's any keyword I can kind of leave you with today that should be something you should spend time thinking about, researching, and just knowing what it is for your business, it's bounce rate, right? Yeah, for sure. If you're so impressed by this beautiful website you paid a lot of money to build, or you're impressed by this website you built yourself, and you've not looked at the analytics recently, mm -hmm. and you go and look at your analytics and your bounce rate's high, then your beautiful website is not effective. Right. And I'm not saying that to be an asshole. I'm not saying that to be a jerk. I'm saying that to say, we've got to address what the issue is. You got to know. And yeah. as a business owner, that would be the equivalent of saying, why is it that every time someone walks into the door of my company, they don't check out anything? They immediately you're, walk back out of my store. That's the equivalent. You're right. Especially right? in this day. It, what's so funny about that is I feel like you would take that way more seriously. If people were just walking out of your business over yeah. and over again, you definitely would. And especially in these COVID times that we're in now, your website is your storefront. That's right. Now. It is I the, mean, and, and almost more so. It can be. You yeah. go to bed at, you know, nine o'clock at night, 10 o'clock at night. And for some oh, of us, power hours, we, two yeah. or three in the morning, yeah. but, and you wake up at nine, but our websites are open 24 seven. Yeah. Right. Like mm -hmm. it is the one place that your business should always be online. And if you have a clear issue where people are not staying around and seeing what you're doing, then you have a clear issue. Then you have an issue, right? Yeah. So bounce rate is a keyword as it pertains to SEO and as it pertains to your website and analytics that you should really kind of focus right. in on. One of the other things that Google cares about though, is your domain. Oh yeah. Which is weird because it's just like, but I mean, everybody knows what a domain is like, I'm not teaching right. you that keyword. A domain is www.businessgrowthhacks.com, whatever, right? Beefymarketing.com. Beefymarketing.com. Those are domains. And every website obviously has a domain. Oh yeah. Yours, those of you guys listening that have businesses and those have to be SEO friendly too. That makes sense. Right? Again, same concept. Mm -hmm. If my domain is houstonhvac.com, but my whole website is about plumbing, there's a disconnect. Yeah. Google sees that. And they're going to not rank you as and high. And they're not going to rank it as high because they're going to say, well, that, that, that doesn't make sense. Doesn't, the key, the yeah. keyword's not included in the domain. The other thing I think that Google has to consider in their algorithm is that people like to make jokes on the internet. Yep. And exactly. so if you're looking for something serious, then they want to make sure that the jokes aren't being found. Yeah. Especially when you're talking business, it's not joke time. And there's a lot of vanity metrics. I mean, sorry, there's a lot of vanity URLs out there that people want to say like, oh, let's, let's buy this domain because it sounds really cool. Right. Or it's short and it's easy to remember. And it's like, yeah, great. But does it have anything to do with what we do? Right. Does it have anything to do with our type of business and what we're trying to rank for? Because yeah. if it doesn't, and not just that, I also hate when someone chooses a keyword that does not align with their business name. Okay. Right? Because if I'm Googling for, I don't know, a beef jerky joint in right. town, and the domain name is like, I don't know, just so off topic. Yeah, if it's like Tomball yeah, Refinery. Yeah, Tomball Refinery. Like what? It's It'd be so like, or Tomball Sticks. It'd yeah. be like, well, they make beef sticks, I guess. I but guess like, it makes sense. Yeah, but... But it doesn't help me understand your name. Like, right. I want to have that clear... 
not only for the keyword purposes, but also for when I'm searching for the company's name, right. the, the likeliness that your company is going to show up is going to be very, it's going to be high. Yeah. Right. I mean, so, I've made that mistake with band names over the years, like just having a name that was not very marketable. Yeah. Exactly. And that, that that's perfect. Mm-hmm. It's got to be marketable. Yeah. But it also has to be on brand. It has to be using the keywords. Right. Because like I said earlier, there is such a thing as like your domain authority and your domain score. Right. And Part of it goes into that formula is how long your domain has existed, ah. how many people have visited your website over the years, how many traffic your website gets as a whole. Right. That will all kind of like, again, build it up, all right? Make it, it more authoritative. Of, I got you. Kind of like your credit score. So it's like if you, exactly. Like, a lot like a credit score. But if you have a domain for like less than a week, you're not going to have not, a domain score. It's right. Just, just it's part just, of it. Yeah. Right? You're going to have to wait for those. You have to build yeah. that, you know, mm-hmm. just like anything, like anything. Well, yeah, you can't go out to open your own store and expect to just have everything ready to go. I mean, you're going to have to put in the legwork. Yeah. I mean, if you were building your storefront, you would have to put in each and every piece of it. And yeah. your website is the same. Each and every piece of it, your domain, your SEO, your design, all of it kind of works together. Yeah. It all works together. Exactly. So... The next keyword that everyone knows about yeah. is keyword. Keyword. <laughs> the keyword the is keyword. Keyword is keyword. What um, is this? Password? <laughs> password, just like that. <laughs> yeah. So secured. Password's password. The keyword is keyword. Obviously, in SEO, keywords are gold, right? right? It is the phrase that you want people to search for. Oh, for sure. There's long tail and there's short tail, right? Mm-hmm. Long tail meaning keywords that are about five word phrases or more. Gotcha. Short tail, two to five. You know, think like... Tomball Med Spa versus right. like medical spa in Tomball, Texas, or, right. or or even a question like where should I get Botox in Tomball? Right. right? Like that's that's gonna more be long, your long tail. tail. Right. Right. Both of those keywords are important mm-hmm. for different reasons. Right. Yeah. Those long tail keywords are great because they typically do align with like a question or a phrase that someone might search for. Well, and one thing we were talking about the other day with SEO was voice search. Oh yeah. Alexa, and Google Assistant, so I Siri. Think here is an area where that could come into play because yeah. you're saying the long tail is going to be more so what someone's saying in right, the that phone. natural language. Yeah. Right. Like mm-hmm. you don't search with your voice like you do with the computer. Yeah. Computer, I will literally type in Tomball. Tomball restaurants. Movie. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> movie Tomball. Exactly. Uh, and I know that I will find, because I understand how a search engine works, exactly. I know that I can eliminate things area. like is and if that's and right. the because they don't matter. You don't, the, you don't need it, right? Yeah. But in voice search, it can work both ways. But the way we operate as humans, we don't talk the same way we search and right. type. Right. Right. When I want to know what the movie times are in Tomball, I'm going to ask that. I'm going to say, what time is a, what movie, time is a movie playing yeah. in Tomball? Especially or, with people voice searching on the, yeah. yeah. What is a restaurant that's open until eight? What is a restaurant right. that's got good cocktails? Restaurants near right. me is a yeah, very, exactly. that's a short tail, but yeah. And so both of those kind of keywords are important, mm-hmm. right? And this, I've got a funny story about this. Okay. So we have a client who is an education client and one of the blog posts that they wrote was called, how long should an average school day be? Mm-hmm. And they wrote it in a way to kind of just talk. And I think, I don't even know if that was the blog title or if that was just like a big theme in the blog, right? the blog post. But 
what started happening is we noticed that they were getting a ton of traffic to the website. And we were like, whoa, like what's look going at on all this, here? Yeah. Look at all this traffic. Awesome. How exciting. We did such a good job today. <laughs> but then we saw that the bounce rate was absurdly high. So something's going on. Something's going on. Like, like what's going on? We got earlier, all this traffic. Everyone's we got bouncing. A problem. Got a problem. Mm-hmm. So we dug in, we pulled up Google Analytics and we looked at our demographic. And right. we noticed that the majority of people that were coming to the website were one, under 18. And two, they were going to the blog post. How long should the average school day be? Bunch of kids. It was a bunch of kids. <laughs> well, they were trying to win arguments with their teacher. Right. That they like, should get out sooner. I think class should just be two hours. Right. Right. That's and what so, science says is the most productive. That's what, yeah. Look, the internet. <laughs> yeah. And so, what was so funny about that is like you have this kind of weird position you have to be in where you say like, "Well, it's generating a lot of traffic. Right. Do we keep it?" Mm-hmm. Well, in their case, no, that's that's not the best choice because what is it doing? It's negatively affecting your analytics. Right. It's skewing the data. It's saying, we've got 2,000 visitors. You know, well, it's like, yeah, but your conversions are stupid low. Right. But they're not really low. Yeah. They're high if we look at the right data set. Right. But when we look at the data set that includes all these little kids who are not our ideal customer persona, right. yes, they are the byproduct of what we sell, but their parents are the decision makers, not them as kids. Right. And so we talked through it and there's a lot you can do in that scenario. You can say, okay, let's create a resource on this page that kids can share with their parents. Right. And then that. So that we can at least. That way you're spinning it back to where you need it. If we can address them. Yeah. And get them to do something. Cool. But if the answer is no, we can't. They're just going to immediately get their answer to their question. Then the better thing to do, honestly, is to just remove that web page and take it down. You're getting unnecessary searches. It's bad analytics. It's bad data. Right. But what is, I think, the cooler side of that story Mm -hmm. is that if you can think about the keywords, the questions, things like that, that the right customer demographic, the right persona is asking, well, now you just started generating a lot of traffic to your website, right? but with the right people, yeah, the people that you want coming to your site. Maybe a parent is asking the question, Mm -hmm. how can I get my student help being more productive in the classroom? Right. How can I help my student get accepted into a major university? If those are the kind of questions that they're asking, Mm those are the blog posts we should be writing. Right. Because now the parents are searching those phrases. We get the same uptick in traffic like we did with the kids question, Mm -hmm. except for now the decision makers are on the website. Right. Right. So I'm going to talk a lot about analytics because analytics are key. key. What are you doing? What are you doing? What what are you doing? One of the great ways that you can do keyword research Mm -hmm. is Google Trends. Oh, yeah. Google Trends is a free product out there. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, It's a website that shows kind of the most popular phrases, topics that people are searching for. What's really great about that tool is it's going to help you do some of that keyword research. Right. So that you can figure out what keyword you want to try to rank for. Right. And which ones make sense. Yeah. One of the things that I have always struggled with is that there's a lot of other SEO companies out there. And obviously, shameless plug, we offer SEO as a service, as our agency. But a lot of other SEO agencies out there, marketing agencies, one don't provide a lot of transparency and around what they do for their clients. Like what exactly? And their customers are like, yeah, I pay for SEO, but I'm not really sure what I get. Yeah. And it's like, and, well, in some regards, it's hard to explain without giving the cart, you know, the horse away. Exactly. Like, yeah. yeah. And so it's like, you know, there's not a lot of transparency, but mm-hmm. also a lot of companies will basically just say yes to any keyword that the client wants to rank for. And, gotcha. And this proves to be a pretty bad... I was going to say, that could be counterproductive yeah, for sure. It, it would be just like the kids' the Same concept. Yeah, you're giving... If I was like, yeah, 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 we can get you on the first page of Google for that keyword. But if that has nothing to do with what you do... It didn't help them drive sales or Yeah, business. even if you did that, maybe you're happy you saw that result, but is it really a result? That's right. It's, it's just vanity metrics. Right. Right. And obviously on this podcast, we're all about sharing tips that are going to help you actually grow grow your business. And so 
my favorite tool hands down for keyword research. And there are a lot of great tools out there, but there's a one product called Uber suggest. Oh yeah. And it's by a, a incredible marketer by the name of Neil Patel. And it is basically utilizing the Google data, mm-hmm. but it's exporting it and allowing you to search for it in a way that's just a bit more intuitive. More, yeah. Right. More, just more realistic. Yeah. More readable. <laughs> and what I love about it is it will give you an estimate of search volume for a keyword. Nice. So before you go out and hire an SEO agency or you start focusing on SEO for your business, do the keyword research, figure out mm-hmm. if I'm going to try to go after this one keyword and it's only getting 30 monthly searches a month. Really, is it really worth my time? Yeah. No. Find that low-hanging fruit. Look for keywords that maybe at the very least are getting 500 searches or more per month. Right. Another thing that that Uber Suggest tool does, it gives you kind of a, again, algorithm. They've mm-hmm. used a little algorithm to kind of create a scoring system to say, hey, this keyword will be really hard to right. rank for, or this keyword is relatively easy to compete for. Right? Gotcha. So that can help you find like, oh, look at that one. It's got a thousand searches a month and it's got a relatively low competitive score. Mm-hmm. Let's focus on that keyword. Right. Let's yeah. earn some of that traffic. That's so the one we want to go after. So do your keyword research. A good SEO agency hopefully is doing that with you for you before they ever get started. Right. But that's going to be really important is just making sure you're doing that keyword. It could research. also be a good way to put the ball back in your court that you can make sure that you're not paying for something that's going to be completely futile for you. That's right. Mm-hmm. At least make sure the keywords that you got are on track if you're going with some company to help you. Yeah. If you're going to spend money, mm-hmm. make sure you know how you're spending your money. Exactly. There's so many business owners, unfortunately, out there who are paying for stuff and they have no idea what they're getting. That sucks. Yeah, it really you know? does. And it's hard to be transparent with some things without, you know, telling everything exactly yeah. what you're doing. Exactly. Which I get it, is kind of one of those, but yeah. So one of the things we kind of do unique, I guess, as a, as an agency mm-hmm. is we do offer a dashboard to our customers that allow them to see every component of what we did for the oh, month. Wow. I didn't even know that. So yeah, it's, <laughs> it's really cool. Actually, it shows all the backlinks we would have created for the month. Oh, nice. So it shows everywhere. there are professional directories out there that we submit your website to. And when we right. do that, it shows you which ones those were. It ties in with your Google Analytics. So not only will you see that, oh, yeah, I'm ranking for this keyword. Right. You'll see the direct impact it had. Gotcha. So you'll see like, oh, I've got 500 organic visitors to my website this month. Yeah. That was a direct correlation related with here. Yeah. this new keyword that we ranked for. Right. It also even shows you where your keywords are currently ranked. So it'll say, hey, you started on page eight and now you're on page three. Mm -hmm. You started on page two, now you're on page one. Shows your progress. So you'll get to kind of follow along as we do that work right? and know what is happening. So it's a good way to kind of be transparent in that without giving away everything. I'm not not telling you exactly how to do the work. But you can see what's happening. Even if I did give you all the things to do. You still got to go do it. It's a lot of work. Yeah. Right? (laughs) Yeah. Like just, if you can do it, go for it. Like more power on you. Call me up. I might have a job for you. Right? (laughs) (laughs) But seriously, if it's something that you're going to work with another company to do, find somebody who is going to offer some level of transparency. Right, yeah. At least a dashboard that has some analytics around. That's a good thing. What's being done how did it affect us? Yeah. Because if you spent money on SEO for the last one year and you can't tell me how it's affected your... Then you probably aren't spending your money right. Wisely. That's right. And Because you should at least be able to see growth. That's right. And something. Yeah. There's got to be some level of ROI of performance. Yeah. One of those things that takes forever. Like I'm talking about one of those, if you're out there saying I can do SEO, well, you probably have heard the word link building. Link building is again, (laughs) one of those big things. Backlinks are important, right? right? Getting backlinks to your website is obviously a good strategy, right? But there's a lot of other ways than just getting that because there's outbound and inbound. Right. Links, yeah. Right? The, what you connect to I that link connection. To people as well. Right. Yeah. Because it really is that thing that kind of ties the web 
That's what I'm saying. The, the networking web. thing. What we're all about now is the social networking. That's right. And the actual networking with your website that works similar to the social network is organic. Yeah. Like if we did something with Tomball Chamber of Commerce and we backlink to their site and they link to back our to site us. and back to yeah. that's organic because it's a thing that we're doing. You that's know? right. Exactly. And, and Google's looking at that again and saying, wow, like this architecture firm was linked to by this Institute of Architecture right. Planning. They must really be legit because right. they got this backlink from them. Yeah. Oh, and this site linked back to this other resource on this other website. So that it was, must be, yeah. All of a sudden, Google starts to look at this and say like, wow, this guy's connected. This mm-hmm. website is connected to the web. Right. Right. I love the word web. I'm like just now catching on 10 years later, right? Like <laughs> the, web. the web. Yeah. But it, that's, and, that's and it. And Google has spiders too. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> spiders, they crawl the web, <laughs> they right? They crawl the web, yeah. If you've never caught any of those references like me, welcome to 2021. <laughs> so building links and link building is very important, right? That is one of the things that we offer in all of our SEO packages. But there's a lot of things you can do at home. So if you want to do some SEO stuff for yourself, one of the things you can do is find blogs out there that are talking about something that you offer or you deliver mm-hmm. and see if you can't offer them a resource that they can for nice right, in yeah. exchange for a link. Mm-hmm. Right. So let's just use, for example, if there is a, an HVAC company out there that wrote a blog post about five things you can do to prepare your house for the winter, right. Or the summer, mm-hmm. then maybe as a plumbing company, who's non-competing, I guess, is that what you'd say? You might say like, Hey, I would like to contribute a tip to your article Right. Would you mind linking back to my website? And they might say like, oh yeah, that's, sure. that's totally cool because so what be, are you never doing? Never contact me again, but you're helping, try. Yeah, <laughs> you're helping them make a better blog post. Right. It benefits both of you guys because now you're going to share that blog post as the plumber. Right. Which is just going to get them more traffic. Right. And you in, in turn are going to build a quality backlink that's going to help build that authority that Google wants to see. Right. To show that you are an authority in your topic. Right. There's another trick that a lot of people do is they'll find broken links out on the web, right? Right. Yes. So let's say, for example, that a blog has read an article about a free resource for royalty-free images. Uh-huh. And you linked to a website that is no longer active or no longer working. I gotcha. You can kind of swoop in and say, hey, I really loved your article about mm-hmm. XYZ. I, I noticed that this link yeah. was broken. I've got a free resource that you could use to replace it. Right. And it's like, ooh, sneaky. Yeah. But. But it also helps them out because they have a broken link on their site. And they don't want their website to be broken. I know. That used to be one of the things that I mainly, that was on my high priority for my maintenance list for the websites that I was maintaining was check those links and make sure everything that I've linked to is still current because that was a good way to get booted out of Google's, you know. (laughs) <laughs> uh, you got a bunch of broken links on there. Yeah, well, look you, at must that too. Not, you must not be taking care of that website. There must be no one managing it. You must not be doing much. That's right. You can't be the best top. You can't be the best yeah. person here. It's like going, if you pass two tire shops up, one on either yeah. side of the highway and one's mm-hmm. broken down, the sign's falling off. No one's ever there. Yeah. You know, like you, you don't know if they're open, if you're not. And the one on the right, has got a giant open now sign. Everyone's the out front. They're waving. Kind, yeah. Which one are you going to go to? Yeah. Unless you're just dumb <laughs> or, <laughs> or broke. You only got five dollars. <laughs> yeah, you know. You're going to go to the one yeah. on the right hand side of the road right. because you know that you're going to have a better experience, which I think takes me to kind of my like final SEO term I'd like to talk about, which is right. user experience. Which Oh, that's is, the key. Yeah. Ultimately, if I'm unhappy with your website, I'm unhappy and I'm not that's buying right. anything or calling you. Yeah. If they go to your website and their experience sucks. Yeah. 
Whether it that's, whether it's a broken the, link, it's the end of your experience. That's, that's exactly right. And then what are you going to see? You're going to see a crappy bounce rate. Right. Right. And, and so I guess what you're saying here is that even all this link building, this SEO, this is part of the ultimate user experience. On yeah. The website. Oh yeah. Yeah. I never thought of it that way. In both ways, right? Like if your site's beautiful, but none but of that other stuff's done, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Cause and if your site's stupid, ugly and all that stuff's matter, but it's it not going to matter works. either. Yeah. Because I mean, even if it's the top ranked site, if I go there and it's hideous, yeah. I mean, I might not go no, with them. Might, Yeah. And honestly, likely if your site is hideous, your Google ranking is going to be affected by that. Right. You're probably not ranking in the top one. Right. If unless, your website's ugly. Unless, unless it's like your name, you're an author yeah. or something like that. Yeah, exactly. You might still be popping up, but... Just because people are searching for you directly. It's you. That's right. Yeah. Or you're just the only company in the whole world that does whatever you do, right? Like, yeah, yeah. You know, and for some reason you're just like, in which lucky. case you don't need to market because you're the only you're the only guy that does it. You're, you're, you're lucky you market for you, right? Yeah. Try doing what we do for a living. There's a thousand of us. Oh yeah. But seriously, your user experience is key. Like a lot of times, people will be like, "Oh, why do you care so much about the, what the website design looks like?" And well, it's not that important. It it's like it does matter. It's the most important. It matters. Can I find your navigation? Yeah. We it, talked about this before yeah. too. Like if I walked into a restaurant or a mm-hmm. retail store and it was not clear what I was supposed to do or where I should I, go. Yeah. Yeah. That's happened. I don't know if I'm going to stay. Yeah. Because I've been to like sports bar type things like that where you're not sure, do I wait on them to seat see me, me or do I go order over there? And it's always or, a bit intimidating. Yeah. I don't know what to do. I'm going to go you next door. I know that the guy's next door. I, I can see what to do I in there. See, yeah. So uh, there's a line I need to go get, get in. Get in it, cool. Even though I could <laughs> yeah. walk straight to a table in this other place. Yeah. That one's got a line. Yeah. But there's not, they there's, look like they got their stuff together. That's so right. let's go over if there. If no one's there greeting you and telling you what to do or where to go or whatever, mm-hmm. then you just don't know what you're getting into. It's just right. it's the same exact thing. Like With I love user, to draw that yeah. correlation between like No, it makes perfect brick sense. Brick and mortar businesses and online websites mm-hmm. should be looked at the same way. Right, because it it yeah. really operates the same way. It does. There are visitors going to your website every mm-hmm. single day, just like they would walk into your store to front, any storefront. Man. And if your website's not built in a way that's going to usher them through the experience, they and show them everything that you offer, what you want them to do, how you want them to interact, you're kind of wasting your time yeah. with your website because what is it doing other than costing you money? One of my favorite restaurants, Texas Roadhouse. Yeah, obviously a great user experience. Oh yeah, you walk in. They greet you, you. Have you been here before? And I will say your to table. your point, the website is the same because yeah. you can book your table and book all that. Book your table, They're, right? Hey, what can we help you with on the website? And, uh, anyway. I, you know, I say all that to say, you know, like when you go in there and you sit down, it's like, here's rolls, here's peanuts. Can you? Pick, yeah. can I pick you a steak? It's mm-hmm. like, whoa. But if I get to a website and there's yeah. not that like eye candy, that user experience right. where it's like things like a blog or a resource right. guide or something an ebook, to something look at. that makes me go, Ooh, yeah. Like I should stick around here a little longer. What I do should, they got over here? What are they doing? Mm-hmm. Cause typically an about us page, you can read that in less than five minutes. Yeah, and quite honestly, most people don't care about you. I, I don't mean to, again, I don't mean to say that to be a jerk, but they don't care about who you are. They care about what you can do for them. Right. Right. They care about who you are to them. I think more importantly than just like what my opinion is on ex- user experience Google cares about this too. Yes. And they're looking at that. Mm-hmm. You'll notice that if you go to the top results on any keyword you search, you'll probably find some similarities, right? Similar designs, right? you know, websites that have got modern designs and the code is clean and it's mobile friendly and mobile responsive. Man, that's a, that's, a, that's that. an important one. Yeah. Google code and... If your website's not mobile friendly, if oh. it loads slow... Yeah, you're not getting ranked. Google's not ranking you high because no. they're saying... We don't want the people using our platform to be frustrated mm-hmm. 
with their experience when they use our platform. Because what right. does it do? It doesn't just affect their experience on our right. site. Because how many times have you found something or not found something like, man, Google's stupid today? That's right. You blame Google. You blame Google. Who has not nothing Google's to fault. do with anything sometimes. That's, that's <laughs> yeah. exactly right. So yeah. all of this kind of goes back together. If you guys yeah. have never heard someone talk about SEO, if you've never thought about SEO, hands down, you guys should be thinking about it because it goes back to that statistic I shared earlier. A thousand percent more traffic being driven than organic social media. Wow. If I told you today I could do one thing that would help you bring a thousand percent more visitors, customers into your brick and mortar business, you'd say, tell me what it is. Let's do it. Yeah. What's that word right? to you? If I told you it's a thousand percent more effective than the things you're doing on social media right now, right. you'd say, okay, then what is that thing? Right. So that's what I'm telling you today, right now. <laughs> SEO. SEO drives a thousand percent more traffic. Right. So in the rest of this year, we've got another quarter. We're going to Q4 mm -hmm. tomorrow. Yeah. No. When does Q4 start? October. 30 oh, days from now. Days. Who knows? When you're listening to this, who knows? In the year 2021, <laughs> we have three or four months left. Whenever you may be listening to this episode, if you are not utilizing SEO as a part of your overall marketing strategy, then you're losing. You're losing out on new opportunities, new sales, new revenue, new customers, new relationships, whatever it may be. So think about it. Reach out to a local marketing agency. Reach out to us. We'd be happy to help you. Check out our blog. One of the coolest things about our blog over at beefymarketing.com slash blog is that we have a lot of free blog content that we've written all about SEO. Oh, yeah. I think I told you this story before, John, but mm -hmm. we have a customer who, when they hired us, they'd actually printed out every single blog post we'd oh, ever yeah. written, yeah. Uh, written. And they said, yeah, we've been using this because before we had a budget, <laughs> this is how we were kind of learning. Yeah. So check out our blog. It's a great place to get free resources on SEO. We'd love it if you join our small business community. Uh, that is beefymarketing.com slash smallbusinessnation. That is a great place too because we share episodes of Business Growth Hacks every week. Mm -hmm. We have a community of other business owners who are sharing their challenges, their struggles, their tips, their tricks, their hacks. And it's 100% for free. It doesn't oh, yeah. cost you a penny to be a part of that community. We just want you guys to find the resources that are going to help you grow your business. John, it is always fun doing this with always. you, man. Until next week, you guys stay safe. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Business Growth Hacks podcast. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcast so you never miss an episode. To get more marketing tips and tricks, follow Beefy Marketing on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at Beefy Marketing. And to take your business to the next level, check out our website at www.beefymarketing.com.